Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He said that the indoor plants have been a lifeline for dealing with the stress of medical training during the pandemic and surrounding himself with the lush greenery always calmed him down. It said it yeah. helps him feel rejuvenated. I believe that. I have... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven plants in sight right now. And I'm just getting started. (laughs) Hey, Science Pals, welcome back to another episode of The Random Theory. I'm Grace. And I'm Josh. And together we make up The Random Theory. What do we do at The Random Theory? We explore the unknown. And discover things. With science. Yeah, (laughs) that was good. That was good. (laughs) Yeah, that was a 10 out of 10 right there. How's life in Utah? Utah is good. I am currently for our video uh, viewers. I'm currently sitting in the shell of the old podcast room (laughs) Um, because as I think you mentioned it in a previous episode that we might be moving. Yeah, might be moving. All that is left is the grass wall with the sign. I hate that. It's sad. But I'm going to take the sign. The sign is coming with me wherever we go. So, um, but everything's good. The weather, it got really hot. And then oh. now it's cold. Classic no. Utah. Yeah. Classic spring. Yeah. How's things in New York? Nice. Today is actually kind of chilly, mm. to be honest, which is not wonderful, but. You know, that's spring for you. But we've had a great stroke of like really good weather. Uh, I've picked up playing tennis. Oh, that has been my new activity that I'm like learning, which has been fun. So can't complain. Nice. Is tennis. I have have never played tennis in my entire life. Is it hard? Uh, It's a lot of coordination. Okay. It's a lot of moving your feet, swinging, hitting. Do I follow the ball all the way in? Do I, like, where do I hit it? Where does it go? Where does it bounce? Where does it need to hit the racket? There's actually a lot more science involved. And so I've been trying to use science to understand it, as I do with everything. Um, So we're getting there. Okay. (laughs) Well. To say the least, we're getting there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's fun. That's cool. Yeah, it's a good time. A little band update. We're going to Idaho, but when this episode comes out, it's already happened by like weeks. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to go to Idaho and play in Boise for the first time. That would be cool. Um, opening for the Utah band, The National Parks. 10 out of 10. And they, we, did, we played a show with them in Salt Lake City um, about a month ago. And uh, that was wild. Absolutely <laughs> insane. We were playing for like 3,000 people. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it was it was nuts. But I don't even so think three thousand people listen to our podcast. I I'm not sure, but <laughs> that night three thousand people listened to me and my bandmates playing our songs, and it was it was nuts. It was That's really so cool. cool. I um, love that. But then yeah, we're doing it again this weekend, um, playing it in Boise. So that's exciting. That's sick. Should we get into some ratings and reviews? I think we shall. Do you have one? Because I have one for our episode today. 
I've got the rating and review, and this you is actually one? this is a special one because I don't know if you longtime listeners remember we were having trouble with the back end and finding all of our ratings and reviews. Oh my gosh, yes, it was a whole thing. And when I discovered how to view them, I realized that the ones we're seeing on Apple Podcast only show us ones from our country, so the United States. Which is and very lame. It is lame. I don't know why it does that. But anyway, so I've now pulled up ratings and reviews. This is from Australia. All right, um, let's hear it. And we have, we've got some from Australia. So Australia. this one's coming from Bailey Stone. Hi, Bailey Stone. Hi, Bailey Stone. And this is, from, I am so sorry, Bailey Stone. I hope you still listen to our podcast. <laughs> this, this review is from a really long time ago. They said, so amazing. Every episode of this podcast is so interesting. Having the quirky facts combined with cool science plus two amazing hosts is a recipe for a dream show. Couldn't wish for anything more in a podcast. What an amazing review. Thanks, Bailey. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bailey. That was such a nice uh, review. Also, anyone out there from a different country, we are now getting to your ratings and reviews. <laughs> we got you. We promise. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you come from another country, you can always send us an email at randomtheorypod at gmail.com. Uh, and we true. will definitely get it. So, yeah. yeah. Mine comes from Kaylee. Okay. They sent us an email and said, hey, guys, my name is Kaylee. I'm 15 and was wondering if y'all could do a podcast on how animals or plants make people happy. How do our brains choose what makes us happy? I love watching T-Core and I love the podcast. And then she had a science joke says, what do or what did the biologist wear to impress his date? What? Designer jeans. Oh, man. That's a good one. <laughs> that was a good one that was a good one that is a good one yeah i love it i love it and this is such a good question because when you think of your brain we always have said like brain is life because your brain really is your life it controls and does everything for you and if it's not happy then what are you doing (laughs) well you know i don't know you know yeah. Bad things happen when you're, uh, your your brain's not happy. So sure. let's talk about how your brain decides what makes it happy and if plants and animals make you happy right after this break. When we're sad, stressed, scared, or wondering how we can possibly deal with whatever life throws our way, animals have the ability to make us feel so much better. I mean, why else would there be a million cat videos on YouTube? And quite literally, not one, but four panda cams across the united states oh well you know (laughs) love a good panda cam do you remember otter cam absolutely i remember otter cam (laughs) we had that going here at the studio that's when we i think everyone was like oh grace is really depressed like she has (laughs) otter cam on otter cam yeah oh man otter cam was great i love it so while grumpy cat and bow bow can make us smile only pets can actually have a positive effect on our health so while you get those like dopamine hits because it is dopamine right well it's dopamine and oxytocin so while studies have shown that interacting with animals even a fish which we're going to get to a little bit later helps lower blood pressure reduces anxiety and decreases depression scientists have also observed that interacting with animals increases a level of the hormone oxytocin and we all know that the oxytocin is the cuddle hormone 
Mm, yes. And oxytocin has a number of important effects on the body. It slows a person's heart rate and their blood pressure and inhibits the production of stress hormones. All of these changes help create a sense of calm and comfort. So oxytocin has some powerful effects on our body's ability to be in a state of readiness to heal. It also allows us to grow new cells. So it predisposes us to an environment in our own bodies where we can be healthier. Interesting. It is very interesting. And so this information that we're talking about that I'm reading about, I actually got off of a cancer website. So it's literally like basically this is all their data and research they've gotten from people that are fighting cancer and what they've seen with people like and pets. Like what they're doing to stay positive. Yeah. Or just or just cope in, in a difficult time. Yeah. So this healing can be emotional as well as physical. As oxytocin makes us feel happy, encourages trust, and it promotes bonding. This helps explain why we literally fall in love with our pets. Very interesting. And at the same time, pets offer us this unconditional love that no one else can kind of match. And yes, even empathy in return. So after a cancer diagnosis and dream treatment, pets don't judge us or try to give advice. They don't ask questions or need reassurance that everything will be okay. Pets are just there when you need them to show affection, to provide companionship, and to offer comfort. Yeah, that I mean, that like last sentence there is so true about pets. And it's like one of the most heartbreaking things when you see some, you know, a, a dog or whatever cat, any any kind of pet that is yeah. abused. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's just heartbreaking because it's, it's like literally they don't know. Like they they start out just yeah. wanting to love you, basically. Yes. And trust you. And trust you and provide companionship. And yep. and that's that's what they that's what they're doing. That's what they know. Yeah. And then you like go and abuse them. That's awful. Blech. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of powerful dogs and super cool dogs, in a study of therapy dogs at Mount Sinai Beth Israel in New York City, re- in New York City. Wow. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, researchers allowed 42 people who were receiving six weeks of intensive chemotherapy and radiation therapy for head and neck cancer. So before each treatment session, all the participants visited with trained therapy dogs for about 15 minutes. And at the end of the study, the researchers found that although the patient's physical well-being decreased during the treatment, their emotional and social well-being increased interesting which is super interesting because chemo yes you're going to get a negative physical body reaction because it literally goes in and attacks every single cell like that's just what it does but for them to have emotional and social well-being that was increased that is so big yeah i mean you need to be physically uh well but I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. Like you can't be physically, it's hard to be physically well while being mentally unwell. Yeah, they literally do go hand in hand. Yeah. To be completely honest. Yeah. So let's talk about dogs in classrooms. Okay. So dogs have also aided in the classroom. One study found that dogs can help children with ADHD focus their attention. 
which is amazing. And yeah. researchers enrolled two groups of children diagnosed with ADHD into 12-week group therapy sessions. The first group of kids read to a therapy dog once a week for 30 minutes, and the second group read to puppets that looked like dogs. Oh. <laughs> this puppet is a very dogs. interesting... <laughs> If someone handed me a puppet dog as a child, I'm very, I'm not diagnosed ADHD, but like, uh, look at me, I am ADHD. Uh, but like, if someone handed me a puppet dog, I would be playing with it the whole time. Like, not the same as a real dog. But this goes to solve my thing. They said kids who read to the real animals showed better social skills and more sharing, cooperation, and volunteering. They also had fewer behavioral problems. Yeah, to, to use your own example of like, if you hand a kid a quote unquote toy, they're going to be distracted and play with it. And it, I feel like a dog, they're distracted with it, but yeah, they're just going to be attentive. They're going to be yeah. focused on the dog. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, it's a puppet. Like I can play with this. Yeah. yeah. Like a dog is something that you're like, oh, like it's a dog. <laughs> a dog. Oh, a dog. Oh. There was another study that found that children with autism specter disorders were calmer while playing with guinea pigs in the classroom and when the children spent 10 minutes in supervised group playtime with the guinea pigs their anxiety levels dropped the children also had better social interactions and were more engaged with their peers the research suggests that animals offer an unconditional acceptance making people feel calm and comfortable that is really interesting like guinea pigs i had guinea pigs as a kid yeah i did um not. As far as I know, I'm not on the autism spectrum, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. That, I mean, that's great. Like, that is fantastic if this is another way to help kids struggling with something like this. Yeah, and I think the big thing there is it's the unconditional not feeling judged. Like, yeah. kids are kids are very judgmental, whether wow, they mean yeah. to be or not. They A lot of times kids do not mean to be judgmental. It just happens it's like they see something different from them and it's just the way it's just how they process the world i don't blame children not like (laughs) children need to be better it's like no they have questions they're gonna ask well they don't they haven't developed like those social skills yet you know the the yeah the social skills and cues yeah like i'm thinking this thing i probably shouldn't say it so i'm not going to they don't they haven't developed that yet kids that are like i don't know the age five yeah. Where they just blurt things out are my favorite. They just Because say they don't even think before they speak. They just speak. Yeah. Like, it is so funny. One day I'm going to be a mom and I'm going to be upset at my child for doing that. But I also will be giggling. Yeah. I mean, that's the hard thing about... I feel like that's the hard line of being a parent is like if your kid, you know, busts out a swear word or something... <laughs> And you got to tell them like, no, but then you're also just like fighting back laughing. Yeah. Another way that animals are helping teenagers in unexpected ways was in a recent study that showed that caring for a fish helped teenagers with diabetes better manage their disease. Oh. The researchers had a group of teens with type 1 diabetes and they had to care for a pet fish twice a day by feeding it and checking the water levels. And the caretaking routine also included changing the tank water each week. This was paired with the children reviewing their blood glucose or their blood sugar logs with their parents. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Like you're it getting does. them you're getting them on a routine that mm-hmm. they don't 
it's it's i mean it's almost like tricking them into taking care of themselves but yeah you're having them get on a routine to focus on something that is not them or their you know their problem that they might have their diagnosis but then through that they get on the routine to to manage it to treat themselves or whatever it's amazing because now they're keeping they you're in charge of something bigger than yourself like you said yeah and that yeah. is so big because yeah. not only, it's one thing for, to be independent and take care of yourself it's another to be independent and take care of another thing yeah absolutely yeah Research has tracked how consistently these teens check their blood glucose and compared them to teens who weren't given a fish to care for. And the fish keeping teens, (laughs) (laughs) all right, the fish keeping teens were more disciplined about checking their own blood glucose levels, which is essential for maintaining their health. Yeah, I mean it. It gives you something to focus on that then kind of is yeah. It's like tricking your brain into. Mm Than being responsible, you know? Yeah, I've also heard this done with cats and dogs for individuals that have eating disorders. They have a cat or dog and are not allowed to feed it until they feed themselves. And so you have the choice to sit and watch that animal starve or you have the choice to feed it and yourself and keep you both alive. Oh, yeah. Which I think is a huge perspective change. Yeah. For someone. Absolutely. Cause that's, but yeah. I mean, that's what's hard, like, in that situation of, like, you know, it's really easy for people to, I mean, it's sad, but it's really easy for people to hate themselves and not care about themselves, you know? Oh, yeah, es- absolutely. Es- especially, like, if you get diagnosed with something and, and it's that's a hard thing to take and then it's, you know, oh, you got to take care of yourself. You got to do all these things. Like, that's just whatever. Mm-hmm. It's hard. So then, yeah, if you introduce it in the guy under the guise of like, well, take care of this other living thing, then it, yeah, it makes it easier, makes it easier to care. All right. Now that we know it's oxytocin that's being released when we're around these animals and the for tricking the brain, essentially, let's talk about plants. 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 You're, so, a, you're a big plant person. Yes, I am. And we're going <laughs> to talk about that real quick. So we're going to actually talk about it a little later as well. But okay, plants. So you can't go buy a dog or cat every single time you're sad. <laughs> <laughs> but you can go buy a plant and drink COVID. A lot of people became plant people. But it wasn't like we were all sad. It's just we wanted something to take care of and to do and to cater to. And, and like it just became this coping mechanism. So, yes, a plants make me very happy. And I gathered a lot in my time that I was at T-Core and living yeah. in Utah. <laughs> yes, you did. I think you guys would come over every week and like there'd be a new plant. <laughs> like, oh, Grace has been shopping again. There's a new Grace plant. Grace got here. a new plant. It's fine. Yeah. Biophilia is a connection we feel to nature. When you're staring up at the blue sky, the wind blowing softly, the sweet smell of an early morning, and the golden treasure of being enveloped in the greenery that touches us profoundly. I stole that sentence because it was a whole sentence that I thought needed to be read. That is, (laughs) that's like a song lyric. Yeah, that would be something that you guys sing about. I was going to say, is that did that come from one of our songs? That feels... <laughs> That's so funny. 
Yeah. Okay, so since we tend to spend so much of our time indoors, bringing plants inside bridges that biophilic connection for us and the soothing effects are just as powerful that we get indoors and outdoors. Mm. We are hardwired to the shapes, colors, and sounds of nature uh, and viewing pictures of nature as well as mimicking the beauty with indoor plants, living walls, water features brings us a lot of peace and stress is minimized through these relaxing benefits of plants. That is really interesting. It is. I hadn't, hadn't thought about it like that, but yeah. Uh, There's a giant white wall behind me in our apartment Mm -hmm. and I really want to make it a living wall, which is like moss and plants and things grow and it gets the perfect amount of sunlight and I just really want to do it. That's cool. But I haven't yet. It's really cool. I think you should. We got the nice grass wall here. I mean, it's fake grass, but... (laughs) No, we water it daily. We water... Yeah, you're right. Sorry. I mean, uh, yeah, we're we're watering this this grass. We have misters. (laughs) Could you imagine if that was just like an actual sheet of sod grass? Be insane. Yeah. It would die immediately. There's no light down here. It would die immediately. Yeah. So let's talk about what plants do to our brain and how they help our brain. So they enhance concentration and memory. Plants help people concentrate in the task at hand, whether at home or in the workplace. So in a University of Michigan study, memory retention increased 20% while being around plants that positively affect learning abilities. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, increase of 20% is kind of insane. Yeah. I will tell you one thing. It is such a good thing that I'm not a teacher in a classroom. Yeah. Every kid would be required to bring in a plant or I would get a plant for them and it would be their learning buddy and it would sit on their desk and they would be, (laughs) we would all take care of it. I would be the most absurd teacher ever with my practices and learning. (laughs) It would be like the, um, did you do the, the baby thing, like the fake baby thing? In no, I didn't. High school, you didn't do that? No. I, that's one thing I actually did in my little school. My <laughs> tracks. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Um, but it would be like that. But kids would just get stuck with a plant that they have to care for. <laughs> I think it'd be so great. So the effects of nature simulate the senses in the mind, which improves mental cognition and performance. So work performance is better and more accurate and a higher quality when plants are around you. Setting plants indoor where people can visually see a plant is one of the best things you can do in a stagnant environment. Even placing one potted plant on a desk has shown to increase the ability to focus on tasks at hand and decrease employee absence. Well, there you go. Which you makes sense because they got to be there to take care of their plant. You got to come to work. You got to show so you, you got to water plant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to water that plant. Who cares about the work? You got to water that plant. So I have a story for you guys. So there was this gentleman that felt really stressed at work and he said he would treat himself to a house plant. Uh, whenever he was feeling stressed he said at one point i think i had well over a hundred plants okay he lived in a studio apartment oh my yeah and he was working on the front lines of the pandemic in boston okay very stressful Uh, yeah but what he noticed was it never looked cluttered or felt like i had too many 
which is interesting. But he yeah. said that the indoor plants have been a lifeline for dealing with the stress of medical training during the pandemic and surrounding himself with the lush greenery always calmed him down. It said it yeah. helps him feel rejuvenated. I believe that. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven plants in sight right now. And I'm wow. just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like if you think about it, when you're out in nature, at least for me, like if I'm hiking through a forest, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the forest is like overgrown and I guess you could have that thought, but I'm never like, this place is cluttered. Yeah. it In your head, you're just like, this is nice. This is just, yeah, you're just like, I'm in a forest. And so it's like when you're in, especially if you live like in the city, in a small a studio mm-hmm. apartment, having all of that greenery around you, then just like takes you out of that tiny city studio apartment and puts you in a different space. Basically. Yeah, I can com- I completely agree. It's one of the reasons why I told Michael I would not live in an apartment that didn't have tons of windows everywhere. Because yeah, if you're well, in yeah. a tiny place, like it just feels so small and yeah, miserable. Windows windows are very important too. So if important. Can, if you can have them if you're moving and you're looking for a place. Try Get the windows. Make sure it has windows. Yeah. Plants also improve overall mental health. With being around plants, they make you feel good. And looking after a plant makes you feel even better. Gardening is tangible. It gets away from those flat screens and interacting with living and breathing things. And we can use our two hands to care for something and watch it flourish. And this boost in confidence level and plant styling unleashes a creative problem solving and dexterity within yourself. Yeah, it gives you something else to focus on that needs attention. Like you got to, you know, some plants are like high maintenance. Like you got (laughs) to do a bunch of stuff, you know, and uh, but it gives you something else to focus on that through that is going to have a positive effect on yourself. Like it's going to do stuff for you. Yeah, absolutely. I know there's been plants that I've been like looking at that I want to get that are on my Mm -hmm. list to buy you have a list oh i have a giant list of plants that i want oh yeah what's on there like a palm tree or something um the elephant leaves i want an elephant leafed tree really bad i I have one in my bedroom in utah but i think it's dead what (laughs) elephant leaf i don't even know what that is it's a really big like palm it has like a palm it looks like a bottom of an elephant's foot essentially also commonly known as an elephant ear as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Elephant gotcha. Ear. I just love them. They're really big. They're beautiful. They all have their own personality. I really want one of those. And then I yeah. want a, uh, I want another viney plant. Um, I love viney plants that climb walls and stuff. Like I have all my plants climbing walls yeah. and I use push pins. I don't put them in the plants, but I push them into the wall and then like have the plant like slink over the top of it and stuff. Oh, to like give it a, a place to go. Yeah. Give it direction. Yeah. Gotcha. I think this is also really interesting. Besides being in vitamin D and like having that, there's another serotonin boost that you get from planting. And oh. it is called 
Mycobacterium vase. But ultimately, it's the bacteria found in most garden soil and indoor plant soils. And studies have shown that this bacteria improves your breathing, reduces allergies and asthma, increases your serotonin levels. Wow. Like getting your hands in that dirt. Getting in there. Getting in there, um, which I love. You know, like there is something really special I will say about playing in dirt. Well, I, hey, listen, as a small town <laughs> kid, I spent a lot of time in some dirt. Me too. I love dirt. Yeah. So I absolutely agree with that. And um, I also find that's so interesting about reducing allergies because you would think like potentially the opposite. But um, yeah. No, that's that's super interesting. I need to get out there in some dirt then because my allergies are killing me right now. Just go so. sniff some dirt. Yeah, I'm just going to go stick my head in a planter. But yeah, that that is plants. Plants and animals making and us animals. happy. Yeah, that's all there is to it. I feel like there's not a single person out there that could deny the fact that animals in some way make you happy. Like I know some people don't, want an animal in their house and that's fine you know then you yeah you watch the video of like a panda rolling around on youtube or whatever and, and you're like oh my god it's adorable I'm like oh i feel something inside of me <laughs> yeah yeah that's so true though should we go stick our head in, in some dirt now i think i'm gonna need to go uh stick my head in some dirt and clear up my <laughs> clear up my allergies I think I'm going to join you. It sounds like a good idea. Guys, if you like this podcast, make sure you send it to a friend and you yes. leave us a rating and review or send us an email at randomtheorypod at gmail.com. Your guys' rating and reviews mean the world to us. So keep sending them yes. in, keep writing, and we will see you next week, Science Pals. Bye, everyone. <laughs>